What up, everybody? Welcome to the John Lyon Podcast, episode 53, and technically episode two of what it's like to be. I kind of did a little mismatch because uh, I had some ideas to talk about spooky stuff because it's Halloween, like our scariest stories. But also the first half of the podcast is a uh, guest, uh, Ryan Hansen, who I've known since he was three years old. He's a police officer and he currently works in a jail in Southern California until he can go out on patrol. So it's uh, what it's like to be a police officer. So it's uh, the What It's Like to Be series episode two. But it was a fun podcast. It's a little uh, little different. But uh, yeah, most of it's just me interviewing Ryan in the beginning, like I said. And then Isaiah and Dallin are here in the last half of it, just telling spooky stories and, and just laughing and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, the podcast has been uh, it's been good. I need to uh, be more consistent, though. So uh, sorry if I, you guys have been waiting for another episode, but I need to... Uh, continue to be better at scheduling podcasts out better and, and episodes and guests and whatnot. So uh, I will try to recommit to uh, being more consistent, but I hope you guys enjoy episode 53. If anything, if you guys are looking to be police officers, then uh, this might be for you. So uh, you guys have fun with this episode 53 and episode two of what it's like to be a police officer. Peace out and enjoy. <laughs> took that feature off so it doesn't do the <laughs> we're recording by the way i gotta get this in there oh how's everyone doing doing good <laughs> got, my, got my monster on yep. good. did you you've had that flavor before right down mm-hmm. down said get him a monster and he said surprise him so i got him the uh, pipeline punch it's pink mm. what does it taste like mm. um kind of like punch yeah. yeah it's like a punch flavor pipeline it was like in a pipeline <laughs> As- um, alaskan maybe ryan i don't drink monster <laughs> So. It's one of my more favorite flavors, I'd say. Alaskan pipeline? No, the uh, the pink <laughs> oh, pipeline. Yeah. Um, the time we went to Disneyland for the one day, that one that we didn't invite you to, that you always make me feel like bad about. Thanks. Uh, Spencer bought one of those, and it was six dollars because it was in Disneyland. So, I don't know. Um, how much so, was it this time? I don't think was it was six dollars. I thought After it was like tax, four four fifty or something. Something like that, maybe almost five. But um, it's still a lot. But. It is a lot. Well, yeah. But once you're in Disneyland, they know you can't leave. Well, the trudeau from there is like the quickest three dollars i've ever spent they're not three dollars anymore i think they're almost five last time oh, we were there, they're the like five dollars i've ever spent but it's the it's worth every penny yeah well it's like the same price for a corn dog yeah that's worth it too come on like, it depends worth. on if you want something sweet or something good yeah ever put mustard on a churro mm. no i'm just it. kidding i haven't yeah. i just saw uh, corn dog so that's like mind. cereal <laughs> i was about to give them my cereal little secrets oh but you gotta you gotta get the hot link one Hot link. Can't just do like a regular corn. No, dog. you can do you both. Oh, is it like one. is it like uh, here at J Dogs where they have Polish and that's more of the spicy one? Kind of. Yeah. It's oh, well, yeah. They just have a Polish dog or a regular like or a beef. Polish dog, or a spicy. What's it? I always forget what it's called. Well, it's a not. It's not a Polish. It's a hot link. Just a hot dog. Yeah. yeah. So uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. The John Lyon podcast. Isaiah's back with his little mustache. I like it. Thanks. It's like you a little ins- pencil mustache. You inspired me, man. And I was just like, you know what? Why me? We got like the same feature hair. Like, oh yeah, because I can't grow anything <laughs> right here. Yeah, I know. Same here. Uh, and I just shaved. Ryan Hansen. Hello. S E N, on the podcast for the first time because he's visiting Utah, yeah. and then Down Lucas is back for the first time. Yeah, with his nice jean jacket. With a lot of stories to tell because it's ripped. Yeah, 
But did you do those rips with a razor blade? That's how they used to do it in the 90s. Yeah, this is when I fought a bear. <laughs> Dude, I was at Levi's the other day. Some guy was like about to buy one of those. His we, girlfriend his girlfriend was like uh, checking him out. Like, oh, yeah, you look good in that. And it was one of those jean jackets with the fur on it. And I was just like, that's a broke back. Fur on the, <laughs> the fur on the collar. I'm oh. just like, every time I see those jackets, I was like, that's broke back. What is, what is that called? It's like Sherpa or something. Oh, Sherpa. Yeah, Sherpa. Yeah. Isn't mm-hmm. that another term for like someone who's a trainer? You're sherpaing, you're sherpaing someone through something. Maybe they does a, they do they use that term now in video games, like when people are like, "Let me uh, sherpa you through this uh, level or something like that." I oh yeah, know. like uh, sherpa when you go on hiking. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mount Everest. Exactly. Yeah. Sherpa. So it's got multiple meanings, but anyway, so uh, I haven't had an episode in a week or so. So sorry for anyone who's listening. Um, but Ryan is a correctional officer uh, to be correct. Deputy sheriff. There you go. The, uh, the official term, but so, I do work in a in a jail right now. So there you go. So if anyone's been listening the last couple of weeks, like I said, every other episode. Last week was a fun one because I helped Domus out with his uh, his school project, and then the next episode was supposed to be my series of interviews where it's you know what it's like to be. And this is number two technically, but then I think we'll talk about some spooky stuff as well. So it's kind of like a mix of both episodes. Oh. Man, nice. I need to stop nice. drinking soda on the podcast. <laughs> anyway. Just don't drink it so fast. There you go. That's the problem. So it's going to be like a, what it's like to be part or a episode two, and it's going to be what it's like to be a correctional officer or a deputy sheriff. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> so first off, let's give a little context or background. How long have each one of us known Ryan? I've known Ryan since he was three, which is insane. <laughs> How old are you now? 24. Freak. Yeah, basically your entire life. Down, how long have you known Ryan that you can remember? Because Ryan also has two older siblings for anybody who doesn't know, and I'm closer to age than those, but for some reason, no offense to Robbie or Richie if you're listening to this, I don't, we've become close friends with Ryan. I don't know why. I don't I – don't, I, Well, it's because – so Robbie's 29 – or he's 30 this yeah, year. Yeah, so he, I'll be 31 in a couple days. And when days. he went on his mission, his farewell – Remember we listened to... Uh, oh, yeah, that's when I introduced uh, Ryan to yeah. Little John's song, Roll Call. <laughs> that's check it out one. for anyone listening. <laughs> Mom, don't check that one out. Yeah. <laughs> so that was at least 11 years ago. So yeah, probably, so you probably met him when you, you were closer to like age 12 or 13. Or 12? Yeah. Okay. And then Isaiah, how long have you known Ryan? I think I was like in the sixth grade. So... Uh, yeah, somewhere yeah. around there. We've all known Ryan Hansen a very, very long time. So it was when the war split. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. That's church. That's that's Church of Jesus Christ talk for anyone who's listening. <laughs> you can just say the church too. They they approve that. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So. Um, so we've all known Ryan for a long time, and then you have been a I, I don't know what I should call you. You can say police officer. Police officer. Yeah. How, you've been a police officer for how long now? Uh, I graduated the academy August 2017. So and then a little over a year. Where'd you go to school for your bachelor's? Uh, Southern Utah University. Okay. Criminal justice degree. And I remember. You were a security guard there for a while. Did I was. you did you do the security guards because it was an easy job to make money while you're in school, or did you yeah. thought it was gonna also? Oh, we got a symbol going on. Isaiah's too close to the drums. Maybe be careful with that drink. Oh yeah, next to my external hard drive. Come on, Isaiah. Anyway, thanks for the silence or the patience. Um, yeah, I did it. Uh, it was a very easy job, and it corresponded with my major, so. It's kind of the best of both worlds. Except they didn't give you a gun. No, no gun, no no weapons. Security guard is a loose term. Yeah. (laughs) I locked doors for two hours and then (laughs) watched Netflix, played Pokemon Go. Played some some Call of Duty? Yeah, Call of Duty. You played the new one? 
I haven't played the new one. Yeah, you've been yeah. on Xbox. It came out the day I came up here, so I haven't had a chance. Yeah. But. Jace was like, I don't know, man. I'm up in the air about that game. I don't know if I want to get it. And then the next day he was playing yeah, it. So I was goes. like, nah, it sounds Call of Duty sucks you in. <laughs> it's pretty much the same every year, but if you don't get it, you feel like you're missing out. So <laughs> it just sucks you back in. So how, and anyone can ask, you guys can all ask questions, not just me, but like how long, Ryan, like how early on in your life did you know that you wanted to be a police officer? Uh, since early on in high school, I'd say. Because you also did middle college, right? Yeah, I did For anybody who doesn't know that, that's like when you do high school and some general Yeah, so my junior and senior year of high school, I took college classes, so I was able to graduate with an associate's degree. And so probably since like sophomore year of high school when I thought about uh, possible careers, just uh, law enforcement came to mind. Started volunteering uh, back home with the police, uh, went on ride-alongs, did stuff like that, became really interested and then uh, that's how I chose my major, and then just kept along with it. And then you obviously took a break when you went and served a, yeah, I would like to call it a religious excursion. Yeah, to took, a, s- took a break. Where'd you go? Uh, South Korea. So you still Korea. speak Korean? I do. Not as well as I once did, but try to keep it up. Yeah. So then you came back, and then you only had like, what, a year left? Yeah, I had a year left. Because of that middle graduated. college? graduated. Mm-hmm. Nice. So then uh, what was... Um, what was the police academy like? And how long was that like? What was uh, the, the process of like getting into the police academy? Kind of like so uh, the entire process, you first have to apply. So for the department I work for, I applied. Um, the first step was on a Saturday, you go and do a physical test. And that physical test is pretty easy. It's like a mile and a half run, uh, push-ups and sit-ups. Um, you like run through an obstacle course type thing. And then there's also a written test and then like a really preliminary background um, check. Just some some basic questions to see if you're disqualified for anything. And so once I passed those tests, they scheduled my oral interview. And so that's where you basically go in front of three people um, and they just ask like a series of questions. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) He's like oral board, oral panel. a freaking child, man. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so then you go through in front of three people? Yes, yeah, so you go in front of three people. They ask a series of questions like, um, for example, there'll be like a an ethics question. So say like, my I see my partner like steal something from a gas station while we're there. What would I do about it? Or Handcuff him, man. Oh, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't even remember what I would say I would do. <laughs> You just say something that you know they want to hear, you know. Oh, are you going to get fired But I do that? have ethics. I do have ethics. Okay, there you They're go. They're like wrong. Yeah. You're yeah. supposed to just let them take it. Yeah. yeah. And you take Depends one as on well. Depends on the candy. But, uh, yeah, if it's like some sour crap, I guess unless you're into sour candy. Yeah. So once I passed that, um, they started my background check. And that, that packet's like 25 pages. It delves into everything. Holy crap. Um, financial history, drug history, um... Pretty much everything you've ever Internet done. Internet history? Everything. Um, I mean, you have to answer. Pretty much anything you've ever done, you have to admit or, you know, answer yes or no. Do you have to take a lie detector <clears throat> test? Some people do. Um, I'm not sure, like, the criteria for who they choose. I didn't have to. Maybe but, depending on, like, how if they go. Yeah, my background was pretty clean. Oh, so just because I knew this was the career I wanted, so I kind of. Uh, Steered clear of anything yeah, sketchy? Yeah, tried to steer clear of, of stuff like that. Um, and then they do a medical test psychological tests that was one of the worst parts that was like six hours so what's the i kind of want to delve into that a little bit because obviously there's a lot of depending on what you follow in the media a lot of people do not like cops yeah obviously definitely but i would i would think that 
people don't give enough credit to cops of how much mental stress they have to go over. Of yeah, there all is the stuff they see every day, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why accidents happen of people getting shot when they shouldn't. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to delve too deep into that part because I really don't care. But, yeah, but the psychology part is interesting to me mm-hmm. of like what kind of stuff you have to go through all the time. Yeah, they uh, the psychology part was basically a lot of written like tests that you take, I guess, and that's there's some more weird than others. Uh-huh. They do like personality tests. Um, just what, really weird the, questions. Like the kind you do in college? Yeah, just like really Final, random ones. They'll be what like, color you are? Yeah, like what color you are. Or it's like, would you choose Sports Illustrated or Popular Mechanic? Like really weird stuff. Huh. And I don't know how that corresponds to psychology, but it does, I guess. And then the psychologist interviews you about like your childhood, about pretty much everything again. Yeah. Um, they asked some pretty off the wall stuff. So I passed that and then, um, basically just waited for the investigator to complete my background. Um, send in reference letters. They go to your neighborhood, ask your neighbors how you are. Um, basically just try to find anything from your past that, uh, would disqualify you, I guess. Just like see if they can unsurface anything. Yeah. There's only a few things, um, that are like automatic, automatic disqualifiers. Like domestic violence. Um, that makes sense. Because you can't have a gun if you've been convicted, so you obviously can't be a cop. Yeah. Um, and a few other things. But I passed that, and so I got hired and um, got my academy start date. So I went to the academy. It was six months long in California. And uh, the one I went to is pretty well-respected, and it's pretty militarized, and so it's full stress. Um, we'd report at 7 in the morning. Um, you know, you get yelled at all day, tons of push-ups, sit-ups, so stuff like, like that. Similar to boot camp. Yeah, similar to boot camp. Um, just obviously the classes are based around policing. Yeah. So we had, I mean, all the classes you would expect us to have, like laws of searches, what we could arrest people for. And as the academy went on, we started shooting, did a driving course. You did um, drive-bys? No, I'm like pursuits. <laughs> Learned how to shoot, yeah, from cars, though. So, oh, really? Yeah, in case that ever has to happen. <clears throat> but um, did you, uh, going back to that part, because it reminded me of something that happened to me, uh-huh. where they had to go ask your neighbors. Yeah. Did they have to ask any uh, close family members or friends about you? Um, well, I just gave them a list of references, okay. and they send them all letters, and there was uh, questions for them to answer. Yeah, because like, when I was uh, working at, it was a couple, it was like, oh, it was back in 2010, I was working at Wells Fargo. In Riverside, and um, my brother-in-law Armando was joining the Air Force. Yeah, and so this guy in a suit showed up, and so yeah. it was John Lyon here, and I'm like, "What the freak?" And it was a guy from like the FBI or the military. Yeah, and he had to ask me a couple questions about Armando, kind of the same thing. Yeah, as yeah. His background, but it was come, like super intimidating. Yeah, and they come and check your your house out, like your room. I guess just make sure you don't have any like stupid stuff in your room yeah i don't know like drug paraphernalia or gang symbols i guess <laughs> some swastikas but, yeah some swastikas <laughs> so yeah the academy was a i enjoyed it actually a lot mm. of people really don't enjoy it yeah um i guess it just depends on how prepared you are um well, and how, they, they try to make you quit you know they'll yell at you yeah um how long is the actual boot camp you compared it to boot camp how long was that how long did that last uh six months was the academy okay yeah Sounds and it's full to... stress the whole time yeah um so it's 26 weeks to be exact um and i think in utah it's it's like four and a half months or something oh, okay it differs by state each state has different like standards um california is one of the longest yeah 
So so then, because that, that sounds very similar to the length of boot camp. Because Armando, yeah. when he was, he said it was funny that the boot camp was just exactly as you explained, super yeah. strict, yell at you, mm-hmm. try to make you quit and stuff. But then where he was based... After he was done with boot camp, he only literally drove down the street mm-hmm. to his actual base. Yeah. And then they treat you like amazing there. Yeah. So he says it was just a weird transition of like just down the street, I was getting treated like crap. Yeah. And then I get on a bus and go down the street and they're like, oh, it's. It is because, and the and the, uh, the officers who, like the um, the staff at the academy, they're now like my coworkers. And so during the academy, it was like, you know, boss and employee, I yeah. guess. But then the moment you graduate, it turns into like, okay. Like we could be backing each other up in a shooting or something, and so it's automatically like a new level of, I guess, partnership. Yeah, just so, the dynamic changes. Yeah, changes like immediately. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, you said you liked boot camp or yeah, I, uh, academy. What was your favorite part? Uh, there were a lot of parts I enjoyed. Uh, obviously, like the physical training was was extremely difficult at times. Yeah. But we always like. Uh, I don't. I won't say made jokes about, but you like we were getting paid to work out basically. So we were like professional athletes. Like no other time in my life will I be paid to work out. And so unless you become a movie star. Yeah. And so you get in really good shape. Um I really enjoyed the driving courses, like pursuits and stuff like that. How do they do those? So they just simulate them like on a parking lot or yeah, something? Yeah, we like went that? to like a driving there's a specific like driving course that you go to. Mm-hmm. And um we did, there's different things like they'll flood a big area and you practice like skidding out and like how to correct yourself if you're spinning out. Um, you practice pursuits, you practice like turning at high speeds, um, accident avoidance, just a bunch of different things. So That's insane. Yeah. And then you, a lot of fun. You, uh, what kind of guns did you get to shoot? Uh, in the academy, we just shot uh, pistols and shotguns. Just we didn't, standard what yeah, you would carry standard, as a policeman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't shoot any rifles or anything. So. Well, that's because that would be more of a standard of like a SWAT, right? Yeah, they get the crazier yeah. guns. Yeah, so we, we we get issued pistols, and then on patrol you have shotguns in your car. So did you do any canine training? No, you don't do. No, no, we got pepper sprayed. That sucked. Ugh. Yeah, if you ever think about fighting the cops, I would think not twice. recommend it because <laughs> that's definitely the worst moment of my life. What did they? I've seen someone <clears throat> else have to go through a training like that, and yeah. like they had to get pepper sprayed and then start like doing punches at, like, on a yeah. doll or a dummy you have to do the same thing uh, we just had to handcuff someone it was pretty low key thankfully so we basically got sprayed and then you have the handcuffs in your hand and you have to go up and kind of fight through it and find the person and put them in cuffs so how long, so, like what does pep- getting pepper sprayed feel like if you could compare it to any other pain um it's not really like anything I've felt before um basically you get you get shot with it or whatever the stream mm-hmm. and your eyes just automatically close up like you can't help it it's like an involuntary Kind of like um, if you get shampoo in your eyes in the shower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like times a thousand yeah. million. But uh, so your eyes automatically close. And um, I wasn't ready for like how much it would burn the face. Yeah. Like I knew it oh, obviously it hurt the eyes. down to your cheeks Yeah, it just like the your cheeks are just like on fire. Just like if you're over an oven or something, I guess. Ooh. And so you basically just want to, you like fan your face and you want to get your eyes to open as quickly as possible because you'll create tears and they'll kind of carry the uh, pepper powder like out of your eyes. Uh. But it's just so difficult because you just want to keep them closed. Like you have to like actively fight your eyes to open them. And so you get them open like slowly. And um, another thing is you lose control of like your, basically like your snot. And so like oh, yeah. snot comes out of both like nostrils at the same time. Ooh. Just like big snot rockets and there's, <laughs> you're just a mess. 
It's terrible. So what would happen if you put like a little spritz of uh, pepper spray on like some salad? Uh, you would definitely feel it. Yeah, you would. Just start coughing. You get like irritated. Um, there's actually like, I think it's like seven or eight percent of the population is like immune to the effects of pepper spray. Really? What's yeah. In it? Is it? It's um cap just pepper. It? Capsum. <laughs> just black. I forget pepper? the the like, like the active pepper. thing, but uh, it sucks. And then if you shower after, um, don't shower in hot water because it'll like reignite it and oh, then really? it runs over your body. Oh, and then your so, whole body's on yeah. fire. Oh. So don't don't shower with hot water. This is after. probably nothing like it, but the only thing I can compare it to that's happened in my own life is when I used to open my eyes in the pool too much. Yeah, with like chlorine. And then a couple hours later, your chlorine just starts running out of your eyes, and you yeah. like again, you can't almost you can't open your eyes, but the tears I'm assuming is yeah. what gets get the chlorine out yeah. of your eyes and just it burns. The crazy thing is, like that night, like you're fine. You're you know. You don't, like have a headache the next day or anything. Like that? Um, no, there's no like residual effects. I didn't have any. That's crazy. So we got sprayed and then hopped on a bus and went to a different academy mm-hmm. where they have a specific, I don't know if it's, like it's, it's a gas chamber, literally. And so it's like a big shed type thing and they basically tear gas it and you have to walk through it just to experience like Sounds tear like, gas. <laughs> this is, I'm just visualing a scary maze, like a not scary from that yeah. we go through. It's like yeah. dark. <laughs> Yeah, we made jokes. There's like mutant like you? spiders in there that grow to like, like the size of humans. The Pennywise just like jumps next, out. Next, you have yeah. to chop your arm off, <laughs> and then they sew it back on. Yeah, so you have to like walk through there, and then the uh, the tear gas, like what they shoot in riots and stuff. Yeah, that just feels like a firecracker got like lit in your like deep in your throat, and then uh. you burp, and it's like gone, like uh. literally. It was it was weird. Sounds like horrible heartburn. Yeah, it was a lot better for me than the the pepper spray for sure, but. So, then, so that was the worst part of the academy, I'd say, was the pepper spray. Yeah. yeah. And then, see, the best part was getting paid to get yeah, you see, to get swole. Yeah, I mean, you get paid to get trained and get, it's like when you get take, in good shape, basically. You take breaks and go to the bathroom while you're getting paid. That's the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is. Um, What is Dallin doing? Are you scanning? Uh, Excuse me. So where do you currently work now, Ryan? So you've gone through the police academy. Mm-hmm. How long have you been working at where you're working? Uh, I've been, so I graduated the academy August, so it's been... Hey, are you allowed to say where you're working? Are you in trouble? Uh, I work in Southern California. There you go. I'll Let's do that. that. So... Nutritional facts. That's oh. what pops up. <laughs> Down with scanning the... Uh, QR code. My Coke Zero QR oh. code. Um, so you work in Southern California. Yeah. Well, we'll just keep it at that. Mm-hmm. What do you do? So I work for a sheriff's department. Mm-hmm. And so for those that aren't familiar with, I guess, like the police structure, you have city police departments. Mm-hmm. So like LAPD, NYPD, um, like Salt Lake PD. And so those are city police departments. So once you graduate the academy, if you're with them, you go straight to patrol. So that's like the cops you see in the the cars yeah, and stuff. Sheriff's departments, we run um, like the court system in the county, the, uh, the jails. And then we also have contract cities that we patrol. And so um, in my department, we have a really large jail system. I think it's like the fifth biggest in the country. Oh, and so after the academy, you go to the jails for, on average, like two to four years. And then if you want, you could go out to patrol. Okay. So you're. And so the, I work in a jail right now. Yeah. So you're in the middle of doing, put, air yeah. quotes, putting in your time. Yeah, putting in my time in the jail. Before you can go out and patrol and yeah. stuff. Exactly. That's freaking crazy. And so I work in our, it's called our intake release center. And so basically everyone that, most people, I say like 90% of the people that get arrested in the county um, they come to our jail and they basically get like processed in a jail. So you get your picture taken, all that stuff. And then, um, most of the people that get released, get released from our, our facility as well. 
Okay. So, so. Is, your, is your jail, it's not prison though then, right? No, it's, it's not, not prison. Do you guys have people, I'm assuming you transfer from there to yeah. the prison if we, they stay there con- and they're convicted for yeah, longer? We, uh, yeah, we have people that go to prison like daily. And then with California too, a lot of their laws, they pass to kind of like ease overcrowding in the in the prison system. Like freaking weed? Yeah, that's yeah. Drugs are pretty much like decriminalized. Yeah, I had it's gotten, like a ticket it, basically. The more I researched that, I was kind of like, why the heck are people getting arrested? Yeah. for multiple years for freaking possessing weed. Yeah, now weed. it's not, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We can get into that later, but yeah. Weed. So so prisons are like state and federal. Yeah, and then jails are uh like local, but yeah, since they're trying to stop the overcrowding in prisons, we have a lot of people we house that should be in prison, but uh-huh. we just kind of house them because there's no room. we have to. Uh, okay. Like the judges said, we have to. So then, what's like the shortest someone would stay in your jail? Um, twenty four hours. Yeah, I mean, people that get arrested, you could bail out. So if you post bail, you get released in, a, in like a few hours. Yeah. But there's people that are sentenced to like, you know, one or two days. That's the interesting thing about the jail. We have literally like the widest range you could have. So it goes all the way from like people in there for civil crimes, so like contempt of court. Like if I don't pay my child support, the judge oh. could like say I have to go to jail. Or not pay your like uh Yeah, like court ordered speeds, fees or whatever. Feeding tickets. So yeah, exactly like, like a warrant for a ticket. So we have that all the way to like serial killers and like oh, freak. You know, high level gang members, stuff like that. And so it runs the whole range of uh of crimes, I guess. And you're how often do you work like what's your shift like? I work uh the graveyard, so six PM to six thirty AM and it's uh we're on like a three twelve schedule basically. Uh-huh. So I work three days one week and then four days the next week. So you said your shift starts at 6.30 a.m.? 6 p.m. 6 p.m. And then I get off at 6.30 6 a.m., yeah. So then you freaking, what do you do when you get home? Just sleep? Yeah, I sleep from usually like 7.30 to like 2.30 mm-hmm. or 3 and then wake up and get ready to go do it again. So like when you're positioned or stationed in the jail, like are you with a partner that's close by? Or are you like in a cell block by yourself? Uh, yeah, we have we yeah, we yeah have partners. Um, my first year I was in a housing so like where we basically just house like inmates. Yeah. And so I had like two partners with me and now I'm on our booking loop. So when people first get arrested, I work there and we have like four guys in my little area. Booking meaning like when they first get there? Yeah. When you first get there. So, so you like have to get like surged. Powdered down? Oh, no, we I'm don't just do kidding. that. I'm yeah. totally kidding. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> Shower them or yeah. hose them down. Yeah. That's prison Like stuff, Shawshank though. Redemption. Yeah. Deblousing uh, is that what it's called? Alcatraz. Yeah. I don't know. Something. Uh, <laughs> Cavity searches. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Um, so wait, how many more years do you have left then at the jail? Uh, probably like, it's hard to say exactly. Well, it's I'm like the needs of the department. Wait. Probably like two, two and a half. So you have to, also you probably have to wait for a position to be open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so as people retire and as people move on, patrol positions open and then yeah, you could put in for it, I guess. So are you allowed to go talk about any crazy stories or are you going to get in trouble for that? No, you could talk about, yeah, you could talk about stories. As long as you don't drop any names, right? Yeah. What's the freaking craziest thing you've seen at in the since being at the jail? I guess it depends on like your definition of crazy, because a lot of the stuff seems just like normal now. <clears throat> but just gets desensitized to it. Yeah, exactly. I so like I started off in the mental health area. Oh gosh! And so you just see people. That's wi- where I work. People wiping poop everywhere. Yeah, you have poop smears. They'll you know drop Eaters. pictures in it. Yeah, they eat it, throw it. They play tic tac toe. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I've seen, not that I've seen. <laughs> They Your the, move. They yeah. use the light, light poop for the circles and the dark ones. <laughs> yeah. <for> the <laughs> or sometimes they'll try to act all low key and then just try to throw it at you. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, like a freaking monkey. Like a, like a chimp. chimp. 
Like yeah, the, she has stuff zoo. like that. <laughs> so that's like that's kind of uh, as far as disgusting, like yeah. bodily fluids. Like, yeah. but anything? What's on the other side of it? Like the craziest thing you've seen? Like, um, you had, we've been in a couple like big fights. Really? In there, yeah. So, uh, a couple of the fights I've been in was like people just um, for whatever reason. It's so, like when we feed them breakfast, I'll like open their cell door. We have like inmate workers who will give them the trays. Yeah. And so my first two fights, like people tried to like get out of their cell basically while I was opening it. Oh, they tried to like rush out? Yeah, they tried to like rush out. And so. Did you clothesline? Oh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. The first one, I like tackled the guy to the ground and we kind of fought there. And then the second guy was like 6'6, six, six, 240, like how, a huge dude. And how tall are you? I'm like 5'10 and a half on a good day. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so me and my partner like attempted to fight him because he was swinging on us, but. His reach was like kind of too long. Yeah, it's like, jeez. Yeah. So, but then our third fight was, um, like the most serious one. Like this guy, it was like three a.m. and he uh, didn't want to get housed where we were gonna put him. Mm -hmm. And so me and my partners went out. And this guy was like six foot two thirty, but like pure muscle, like just big put up dude. And um, so we were gonna like put him in handcuffs and escort him back to like where he came from. Yeah. And so my partner told him to put his hands behind his back and he didn't want to. And so my partner like went to get his hands and he basically like turned on him and like kind of threw an elbow. And so my partner like went to punch him and missed and the guy punched my partner. And so then um, like obviously the fight was on and we all kind of went to the ground and then just it turned like a big brawl. And then (laughs) my other partner put it on the radio. So like all our our backup came and stuff, but he ended up like biting my partner's finger and- uh, like trying to claw his eyes out and stuff. So he got charged with like some pretty serious stuff. Now, but, when those brawls happen, like, do you end the brawl like by pulling like your, your baton or your gun out? Uh, we, you, no, so in jail, last... you don't have weapons. Oh, you don't? Yeah, you know, you, no guns, no batons. We have a taser well, and pepper smart, spray, I basically. Guess, so people yeah. don't get a hold of it just Yeah, in exactly. Case. Or if they're using it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, so we have pepper spray and a uh, taser. But that fight happened so quick, like... And you don't want to pepper spray in that situation because it's going to affect you just as much as him. Close quarters. Yeah, it's close quarters, yeah. so you're bound to get some. So, no, we just went to punches, and, um, yeah, so that was a good fight. That's insane, dude. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. Like, what does but it feel you, like when you're in the middle? I've never been in a fight yeah, before. Yeah, so I'd never been in a fight before the jail either. Like pillow fights, that's about it. And uh, <laughs> there's something called tunnel vision. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so basically, like, when you're in a, like, high-stress situation, like, your vision gets super like minimized to just exactly what's going on. No peripherals. Really. Yeah. No peripherals. Like you don't hear anything. That's and so really I basically good. remember like we were standing up, <clears throat> like he took a punch and the next thing I know we were on the ground, like fighting. Like, yes. I don't know how we got to the ground or anything else. And then adrenaline's just yeah, running. Adrenaline. How long does it take to come down from that situation when you're after the brawl's over? It took like, a while. The adrenaline. To yeah. Kick. It took a while. Cause I got some punches in, he got some punches in on me. And so, yeah, you're just hyped up. The adrenaline take a while to wear off. Um, That's crazy. Were so. your fingers shaking? Yeah. Probably yeah, you shake. Yeah. Was, like, was there any blood involved? Oh, uh, yeah. My like, my one partner, his face was bleeding quite a bit. Because the guy tried clawing Yeah, him, right? I tried to claw on him. What about his fingers? Did he have any bleeding? Uh, no, brain? luckily he was wearing... So we wear like... Some gloves? Like nurse gloves a lot. So there's basically like... Latex. Um, latex, really thin. Uh, luckily that, that partner had like thicker gloves on. And so when he bit him, it didn't go through the glove, thankfully. So... Crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, I only have a few more questions for you before we jump into the next thing, but yeah. do you guys have any questions? No. <laughs> what about you, Isaiah? No. no? 
Um, what is like the most? So obviously you said at a pretty young age when you were like in high school you wanted to be a cop, yeah, or a police officer. Like since going through this process, and you're like still in the beginning years of your career, mm-hmm. what's like the most satisfying thing that you've felt from actually following your career as far as a police officer goes? Um, I guess just like the like security that comes with like finding my career so young. Yeah. Like I don't have to worry about like trying to apply for a new job or, I mean, hopefully this is the last career I'll have. Yeah. Unless, you know, stuff goes down. Yeah. Nah. You never know in today's world. Yeah, but, it's uh, true. Yeah, I guess just the security that comes with it, like being able at a young age to just find what I wanted to do, like make it a goal and then achieve it. Yeah. Um, what about the day-to-day stuff of being a cop? Like, do you find any satisfaction? Oh, yeah, that? I do. I do. In the jail, it's it's you're only dealing with, with criminals or people accused of crimes. Mm-hmm. So you don't get as much, like, community interaction as you would on patrol. Yeah. But we still get to go out. Um, we've done, like, volunteer stuff with the Special Olympics and just in the community. So that's really fulfilling. Oh, I saw those pictures. Yeah. yeah. And so you get to do stuff like that. And then um, the big thing in the jail is, like, you just don't want to become, like, jaded or get like a negative view on everyone. <clears throat> yeah. Cause that I, tends to happen with a lot of people. Like they just view everyone as a criminal. So when they go to patrol, it's kind of hard to get out of that mindset. Yeah. So you just, we have fun though. If you have good partners, um, you try to keep things like pretty lighthearted and then. Is it, is it hard to like, you kind of alluded to it with like getting that mindset of everyone's a criminal. Like, yeah. Is it, is it hard to like still see these people as individuals and like the fact that like, they just make mistakes sometimes. Yeah. Maybe they, from a certain upbringing that they came from. Yeah. No, I definitely, uh, it's easier at, at sometimes than others. Cause some people come in with like a good attitude. They're respectful and like, they'll admit they made a mistake or, you know, and they're willing to, or you could tell like they just got brought up in like a gang house and they didn't really have any choice, but to like join it. Yeah. And so I wouldn't say you feel like necessarily sorry for them, but you definitely like understand, you know, and then, but you have some people that come in, they just don't care. They just, you know, they're all about the drugs or they're all about just F- committing the crimes and stuff. F the police. Yeah, exactly. Just disrespectful. And so. But the people who do come in who realize that they're paying for their the consequences, yeah. like they're a little more respectful. It's like yeah, definitely. Some sympathy for them. Yeah, respect's definitely like a two-way street. Like I'm not going to – there's no need to be disrespectful to a guy that comes in. He's respectful. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's following the rules, whatever. There's no need to go out of my way to make life hard for him. But there and certainly so. are cops that are like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have those everywhere. Yeah. Just like every profession, you have, a, you have bad apples. Bad but, apples, yeah, yeah. exactly. So then uh, what's been like, since this is the last question I'll probably ask you, is mm-hmm. what's the what's been the toughest thing? Like, have you ever had days where you're just like, freak, I, can't, I don't think I can do this anymore? Have you ever had those days? Um, I've had days like that. Um, there's just some days where, I don't know, just like whether you're super busy or like stupid crap keeps on happening and you're like, man. It kind of sucks, you know? Is it, is it worth it kind of? Attitude? Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I'm sure that will happen more on patrol, especially with like you mentioned, like the current climate with like yeah police community relations. Everyone's filming. Especially you in Southern California. Yeah, exactly. Too. Everyone has a camera. And so I'm sure it'll be like more trying at that time. But not right now. It's it's, it's not bad. You know, yeah. I enjoy what I do. Um, keep like a positive outlook on it. So. so how many days do you have off? For what? Just like. Because you work five days a week, six days a week at the prison. Mm-hmm. The how, like, what's your off days? Like, 
Is it like five days on, three days off? Uh, it's like, like three on, four off, and then four on, three off. So just alternates? Like, yeah, just alternates. I like my hospital. There are people who just have a hard time using their two days off as a debriefing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they come to work and they just, all their stress and anger, anything negative because they woke up on the wrong side of the bed or they didn't get enough sleep, mm-hmm. they just mistreat the heck out of like patients. Yeah. And, um, I was just wondering if, like, you guys ever get officers that, like, talk privately and be like, yo, do you need to calm down? Yeah, definitely, like, and I don't have a, like, I have a family, but I don't have kids. I'm not married or anything. And so outside of work, I don't have, like, too many responsibilities. Yeah. And so, but there's definitely guys, like, their kids kept them up all night or they're going through a divorce or stuff keeps happening in their private life. And so there are people that bring that to work. Like, you could tell when they come in, they're already kind of pissed off and, I want to say, like, looking to take it on someone, but, but like, some of the inmates do make it easy to, you know, for me, like, they, go off on them. Crap. Yeah, they instigate, and then it's just easy, you know? And so there's, like, like he's mentioned, it's definitely important on the off days to, like, either find a hobby or find some form of, like, way to de-stress. And yeah. so, because you have to leave the job at work, especially, like, the people that have kids. Like, you can't, you know, you can't take that home with your kids, you know? And so you definitely got to have, like, a home life and then a work life. Yeah. And just leave whatever's at work at work, leave whatever is home at home, and just kind of focus on, like, that shift. Just take a break and then yeah. before you go back in. Yeah. Well, like, seeing those type of, like, like peers has really helped me on being more compassionate towards others because I'm actually visualizing crap. I do that sometimes. Uh-huh. And I don't want to make people feel the way they're making other people feel, so... I think this would be a really good, like, lesson to teach them, hey, look, you may not realize it right now, but this is how you're being. And why don't we try going about it this way? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it can be really hard at times. Because you work at, you don't have to tell us where, but you work at a behavioral hospital, right? More than just behavioral. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's a psych ward. Down in Provo. Um, so... No, 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 no. Orem? No, no, no. Oh, anyway. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Texas, yeah, yeah. He travels to Texas every New day. New York, New York. Um, so, last thing. What's up? For anybody who wants to be a cop or a police officer, yeah. like, what's, like, two things you would say, like, advice for them? Advice, um... I guess try to keep your, your background as clean as possible. Um, like, if... If you've done stuff in the past, just, like, I guess start now, like, trying to clean up or whatever makes, like, the application process a lot easier and also a lot quicker. Because there's some guys where it took them, like, seven months to a year to get hired just because the background check took so long. They kept getting stalled on Yeah, and so if, if, especially if you're out of a job and you're kind of, like, banking on that, it definitely makes the process go a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I guess just, like, because obviously it's not – too much of like a like desired career as it probably once was just because of all the negative media attention yeah and obviously like a lot of cops are like getting fired or getting charged for stuff and so there's always that fear when you have to use force or like are you gonna get caught on camera or did you yeah, go exactly. too far or, something? or yeah exactly or even if you you were justified in shooting someone and you do like how's it gonna look on camera so there's a lot of second guessing that goes on or like even with the current climate, it makes it easy for cops to, uh, like, not use force even when they're justified in doing it. And so yeah. that, that puts us in danger, like, puts us at more risk. And so I would just say, like, even though there's a negative climate, like, 
just kind of try to um, remember, like, the benefits of the career. Yeah. Like, because it really is a good career. Um, like, I don't know what else I would be doing at this age with, like, the salary, the benefits, the days off, like, the camaraderie with my partners that comes with it. And so, yeah. so far for me, at least, the benefits definitely outweigh any negatives that are associated with it. And so I would just say keep that in mind. Um, and, yeah, just work towards it. Like, physical fitness is a big thing. Um, just preparing for the academy and stuff. So Yeah, I saw something on Twitter the other day. Um Mentioning, you mentioned about how cops may not use the force they need to to get things done yeah. because they don't want to be, you know, yeah. showing the wrong light. Up in Oregon and <clears throat> Portland, there's the – you ever heard of the crazy super far left Antifa, anti-fascist yeah, yeah, yeah. group? Mm -hmm. They were freaking – took it upon themselves for a protest to direct traffic in Oregon. And then the guy got it on camera saying how crazy people – they were trying to get this old white man pulling out of his car because he shouldn't be in the area because mm -hmm. they're against – they hate white people, even though some of the people who are in the group are white. Yeah. And they got it on film that the policemen were just down the street just looking. Yeah. And they got orders to not do anything mm -hmm. because they might look yeah, bad exactly. taking out this protest group or something like that. Yeah. So a lot of people are calling for that mayor mm -hmm. of Oregon or Portland to like, are you going to say anything about this? So yeah. it's exactly what you were saying about mm -hmm. how should we do this or should we not? And it's pretty scary time to live in right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, thanks, Ryan, for yeah. uh, delving deeply into uh, what it's like to be a police officer. Anytime. Um, so, it's getting around to be, what's today? 15th? 15th. It's David's 15th. birthday. It is David's birthday. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. He's 28. Dang, Red Daddy. Yeah, so, uh, you get in that... You oh, get, yeah. Are you on Xbox anymore, Ryan? Yeah, I'm on Xbox. Um, Last time I saw you on, you were just on home. Yeah, nice. we keep my, like, because my roommates use my Xbox too. Oh, it's like a company. But recently I've been Xbox? working a lot of overtime, kind of trying to save money, so I haven't been on as much. But you still got to change your gamer tag, Since man. Red Dead's coming out, definitely slow the OT down and pick up the uh, the fishing rod and the, the rifle. And Dude, so just The proverbial out. fishing rod. I texted uh, down today that it was released that the campaign itself that has nothing to do with multiplayer the campaign itself is going to be around 60 hours yeah. oh. so <laughs> can't wait no and it's so cool what i liked about the first red dead mm -hmm. was that anyone doesn't know like, red dead redemption's a uh number two is coming out it's a open world cowboy game but anyway the first one came out like seven years ago eight years ago is it like it no. wasn't like an rpg where you can like make your own like the whole game wasn't, oh, what do I say, this or that? Yeah. But you can make your own decisions in it. You can be wanted or you can just be someone who kills or arrests the the, the bad guys. Mm -hmm. Growing up, I was a huge fan of the good, bad, and the, the ugly. I role-played as the bad. So, so anytime you played the game, you just made all the bad decisions? Well, made all the harsh and, like, evil, yeah. Bad so don't try to be a cop because they might ask you. No, <laughs> well, like what's so cool is that like sometimes, how did you act on Red Dead Redemption? Yeah. Did you yeah, kill like, everybody, or there did are you... some missions where you won't get like caught or anything? Yeah, so, and the the bad he never leaves any witnesses, and there's always that eye icon because somebody saw you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll be running, so I used to just chase oh, them yeah, down, got and, you. and I yep. used to lasso them. So put the on, Red put Dead them on the train tracks. For anybody <laughs> doesn't know, Red Dead Redemption is also made by the same people who made. Excuse me. Grand Theft Auto series. Yep. Rockstar. The video game series that is horrible to play for kids, I guess. I don't know. Man, I Parents, on that. you need to you. do some research life. on what your kids are playing, but don't blame anybody else if you don't do the research. That's my yeah. opinion. Family Guy in GTA is good, a good childhood. Uh, there you go. Um, so, Halloween's coming up. 
I thought ready? it'd be fun to kind of if anyone has got any scary stories that have actually happened to them IRL in real life. Down, do you have any? You have the one. I have none. I remember the one about your closet. That he came out of. Came out. <laughs> <laughs> that one wasn't scary. <laughs> Isaiah or uh, Ryan, do you guys have one? I don't. I can't think of any scary stories. I've had a pretty clean <laughs> life. I mean, I haven't tried to like go and invite spirits into my house. Yeah, no. I lived with my siblings. <laughs> I have a story that's like not scary, but it has to do with like scaring others. I guess you could say. do it. I, I have yeah, one of those too. Yeah. So I'll one? I'll tell mine after hey. you go, Ryan. So oh, okay. you said you have, it has to do with scaring people. Yeah. All right, do it to it. And so, as I mentioned before, I went to uh, Southern Utah University for my my undergrad stuff, and there's a, a building called Old Main there. And old what? Old Main. Old Main. Okay. Yeah. And so it was like the first building on campus when it was built, however, like over a hundred years ago or whatever. Yeah. And while they were building it, there was, it like, well, it like burned down, I guess. And so while they were rebuilding it, there's a lot of like stories or like urban legends that some dude killed another guy and like put him in the, like the wall when they built it or like a girl died in there. There's like a lot of different like stories like that, I guess. Yeah. And so on... <clears throat> The the rumor is, or the myth, uh, not the myth, the legend is that on every full moon or Halloween, um, you could see this girl silhouette on like the third floor of this building in one of the windows. What? And so oh, my I brother think... Richie had also gone to SU before and he was part of like the um, student like yeah, outreach. It's called presidential ambassadors. They basically like, do all the student programs, like events and stuff. Yeah. And so my freshman year there, they were um, doing a big, like, they had a big group going to the building at midnight on um, Halloween to, like, see if this girl would appear, I guess, basically. Uh And so he had told me this, and as I mentioned before, since I worked security for the school, I had keys for everywhere. (laughs) And so we came up with the idea that we would, like, sneak into the building before and basically, like, recreate her in the window to, like, scare all these students that weren't probably like expecting anything. Uh-huh. And so we got like two of his friends and we all went in there at like 1030 or whatever. And we basically hit out and then outside they were all telling stories or whatever, getting ready, you know, and then like midnight hit and we waited like a few seconds and then everyone was like, oh yeah, nothing's going to happen or whatever. And then we kind of started making noise. And so it like drew everyone's attention up there. And then we, I like ran across the windows and stuff. And so they saw like a figure <laughs> And, like, played with the lights. So everyone, like... Were these freshmen, too? It was freshmen. It was, like, all yeah, yeah, all yeah. years. But some people were, like, genuinely, like, spooked. Some people probably thought something was going on. But we just stayed up there. Everyone left. It was cool. And then the next year while I was in Korea, they, um, they, on the night of Halloween again, they made an even bigger event because they talked about what happened the year before and it got in the school newspaper. Oh, that's And, like, funny. the news came out and everything. And it turned into this big thing. And so... We like take credit for starting it like a few years ago. That's cool. So, um, so That's pretty cool, dude. Uh, my story is so down back in our hometown, Marino Valley, lived on the outskirts of the city, and there was this scary dirt That's road. <laughs> that well, That's we have one. a couple stories like That's that. A good one. So I don't know if you remember the one. This is what might be different, but uh, talking about the one that takes you to Ritchie Canyon. Yes. Takes you to Ritchie Canyon. I love that road. That's spooky. So Spencer, my older brother, who I live with, who's been on the podcast, he's 42. So when he was in high school, he first like he found that road with his friend, 
and they were driving along and they swear they saw these houses, which are in the middle of nowhere. And the signs outside the houses on the fence were like, stay out. And they were written like in red. So they thought they were like blood. But then they said that when they went back like a day later, show their friends, like the signs were gone. Hmm. Anyway, but they kept driving along and then they find these white boxes that look like big coffins, mm-hmm. but like not buried, like above ground. And then they get closer and they find out that they're old beehives, like bee farmers. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But at nighttime, it's freaky looking, right? Mm-hmm. So they had this they had this idea, long story short, that they basically had one friend who was driving, knew how to get back there, and they decided to get like pitchforks and like ski masks and stuff and hide behind the white boxes. And then the one friend who knew took the other friend who didn't, plus these two girls, and they drove towards the white boxes. Oh, boy. And then they popped out and like had pitchforks and stuff like that. <laughs> so we heard about this story growing up. And then when a couple of us found the exact same place, we wanted to scare my sister and her friends. And Spencer came with us because he knew where it was. And uh, Armando, my brother-in-law, was there as well. And his cousin was there, and he was freaking out while we were driving down this like dirt road. It was all, it was all scary and He's like, dude, I don't know, man. Like, this is how like most horror movies start out. Yeah. And Armando's like, I don't know. It might, might be as how most porno movies start out too. <laughs> we were like, what the freak? <laughs> uh, what so it, anyway, what genres that guy into? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, we were late to the spot, and then it's like clear outside because you're in the middle of a canyon where like nothing yeah. but the moonlight shining, and we see my sister's. Um, car light headlights pop around the corner mm. so we have to run up to the hill as quickly as we can and then we get there in time and then we have the pitchforks and like a scary looking rake and then as soon as they pull around the corner and pull to the white boxes we jump out and like tap on the car and freak them out and that was uh that was one time we did it then we do something with we you down with, as well with your you and david yeah 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 and like some of the other girls that we used to hang out with and it was didn't yeah, that's scary. Were, weren't you the one who drove them? Yeah. And me and David yeah. waited. When me and David were waiting for you guys to come in the middle of nowhere, we heard like coyotes. And yeah, I was gonna the, say it'd be scary to wait out. No, there too. waiting out there was freaky because it's just you're literally. I mean, like maybe over the hill, like two miles away, is a bunch of neighborhoods. But like when you're in that canyon, you don't see anything. So there's no houses. It's no, literally just there's the, like one, two random houses of people who randomly had property there, but. And the, and the car that I drove was my my grandparents' like old like Buick Lesabre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the shocks on that thing are not good at all. <laughs> so it's just a dirt like road. just like imagine like our perspective like the the cars just like rocking up and down and <laughs> yeah, then, like, yeah, yeah. then we see these guys <laughs> with pitchforks and like masks like jumping out. It makes it even scarier. Yeah. yeah so that's pretty funny because um, me and that's where Fernando and I go shooting. Oh, okay. This is it over there. There's like a real like huge like pile of like bullets every, everywhere <laughs> it's pretty cool but um one time we just wanted to go exploring and did you do it during the daytime or yeah at we night? did it during the daytime yeah at the daytime it's not scary but, at all but but we got stuck like out in the middle of nowhere and um it, just it got dark and oh. it was pretty spooky out there but we had like all of our guns on us and stuff so like we weren't really scared yeah, you can't shoot ghosts funny story though is that that's true the triple a guy um, he came out all the way out, and he didn't know that he was he wasn't supposed to because he was new. Yeah, he got. Did he have his own tow truck hole. or something? Yeah, no, he he did. It, it was a huge tow truck. He pulled us out, and then he got stuck in the same spot. <laughs> and like, it was just so fun. It was like watching the mummy in the plane just sinks under the sand. It's a quicksand. But yeah, his truck was just getting dug. And under. he probably got he probably got in trouble for. 
getting stuck himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess his supervisor called him. He's all like, yeah, we should have told you that before you went out there. <laughs> He's like, you're not supposed to go out there. There's like some folklore for even AAA <laughs> yeah. that they're not supposed to go out there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Dude. What were you going to say, Down? Um, so, like when you asked like if I had scary stories. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of scary stories. Yeah, you have tons. Like demonic ones and stuff. Yeah. yeah I've I want to hear one. But I'm not sharing these on the podcast. Why not? If you want to know, hit me up. Oh, <laughs> Subscribe to my Slide channel. Slide in the DM. But, anyway, <laughs> but, so, but to go oh. along the lines of being scared stories. Sasquatch. Oh. Wow, that is Sorry. wild. That was terrifying. Oh, that was scary. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's my freaking... Uh, Add that to the scary stories for next year's No, podcast. I put the <laughs> outro too far out, so sorry for anyone who heard that. Jeez I uh, didn't extend it. I didn't think we'd be recording this long. Anyway. That was terrifying. Um, That's muted. So, go ahead. Anyway. That, that, that just scared down. <laughs> Are we muted? No, we're good. Okay, good. I know this whole time we're all so muted. Anyway, so <laughs> so this, this is like when someone scared me, and I was like super pissed. Um, so have you ever been scared like when you were sleeping? Like take it, like a nightmare? No, like you're sleeping and somebody scares you like oh, when you're asleep. And they wake you up? That, yeah. Okay. It's like the weirdest experience ever because you're just like, your body's not like ready to react to anything. Yeah. yeah. And then you're you just resting. Get, then you just get I, I scared by something. And it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. your body's just like, oh. And then you get angry and you just want to like punch someone. <laughs> um, maybe that's just me. But um, so we were we were telling scary stories at the, the cabin. Um, so the house you guys all lived in when you first moved here? Yeah. So like, like 2012? Like six years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that and place. And so it was, it was me, Jace, Domus, and then uh, Chrissy. And so we were all like mm-hmm. telling these uh, scary stories. And and then is that when long Jace, story short. Is that when Jace thought of the naked man with a hook? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's one of them. And so, but long story short, like we told a scary story. So it kind of like set the mood for that whole night of yeah. being scared. And... So when we got back to the cabin, like I fell asleep on the the couch, and I think Chrissy was on on the other couch or whatever. But um, and then J- Domus and Jace, they like they went off to like do something, and then they came back and saw that we were asleep, and they started airplaying these like scary images and videos like on the, <laughs> on TV. the TV, and like. Just imagine like waking up and you see like the exorcist like faces and like videos like playing and you're just like, like you don't even know what's going on. And I was so upset. Like I started like making all these random accusations like, man, like, you know, like that people have died like because of stuff like that. Like, like they have a heart attack because they're like sleeping and stuff like because I was just so pissed at that. <laughs> they're just laughing their butts off. And yeah, I never let it let it down. Yeah. I haven't got my revenge on them either. We got to do that. Domes' weddings in a week or so. Oh, yeah. That's scary. (laughs) For Erica. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, I have these for you. Uh, So I don't forget. um, No, uh, that was when Jace made up that weird story. He's like, what if you were sleeping and then something was licking your hand and you looked down and it was a naked man with a hook and he was all bloody in the face. And we were like, what the freak? Like, where did you come up with that? And he, we just thought it was like the funniest image. And he just kept, naked, he kept exaggerating on the story. Every pirate with yeah, long naked, hair, yeah. bloody hook. Sounds like a fantasy more than like a. <laughs> I know, right, Jace? <laughs> scenario. Yeah, that red man down here. <laughs> on a night, just like tonight. <laughs> on a night, just like tonight. Uh, do you have any other, <clears throat> does anyone have any other stories of when they got scared? Now that down remind me of that. I can't think of. I, I can't think of. I get scared right easily, now. but yeah, nothing like. Do you guys still do it to this day? I, it's not as bad, but I remember when I was like a kid, 
like at the church building, mm-hmm. it's always really dark in like the oh, yeah. culture hall center, Ooh. the main like yeah. gym area. And you'd like hate to be the last person out. Oh yeah. So you hurry up and like turn the light off and run out, even though you Churches know nothing's Churches are definitely gonna... like, yeah. I'm not guessing haunted because that's. It's kind of <laughs> sacrilegious. It's so yeah. funny. I remember when Spooky. Saul, Spooky. Saul like cleaned the church by himself one, uh-huh. one time just as like a, he was being nice. So he volunteered to do that. And Whole church by himself? Uh, he had like a list of things to do and he did it like fast. Uh-huh. And I told him, I was like, who the heck is there with him? Nobody's just there by himself. <laughs> oh, what the heck? <laughs> Got that done quick. <laughs> I think one scary story I do have and I felt really weird was when I was on my religious excursion in Philadelphia, it was nighttime and we were knocking on doors and we used to knock on doors till nine o'clock at night. But we, if it got that late, the rule was just knock on doors where there's lights on. So they have them everywhere, but they're really pre- uh, predominant um, on the East Coast. It's storm doors. That's where you can open up your main door, but like the screen doors like still close or a yeah. glass door. So I went up to this house. We used to knock on doors separately. And then later on, we started knocking two on the same door. Uh, and I remember us about to knock on this door and the the screen door was closed, but the main door was open and it was pitch black inside. And I just like got up to the door and I was about to knock, but I was just like this super like weird, uncomfortable feeling. And I like kind of quickly walked off that porch because it was just, I just, that was like the only time I can recall where I've just felt like really. Yeah. What house was this? Just a random house on a street in an it's area. Probably a trap that, house. That, yeah, no, uh, that I knocked down, but I felt really uncomfortable. And I, that was the only time in my life that I was like, yeah, I need to get out of here yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. It was just like this weird feeling, but there's um, <clears throat> it's in Movell too. I didn't go, but apparently there, there's this cabin, um, over like by where the trash, you know, the very the dump. Ironwood. Yeah, there's this cabin like I want to say north of it, north of it. There's like some cult stuff that goes on over at that cabin, but um. Also, an, another reason why, like, why they were they were there is because me and a whole bunch of my buddies, we we always look for abandoned warehouses or why? abandoned houses. We just go and chill. You can go and chill <laughs> at like Starbucks, right? No, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but like, it's more of like just I don't know. Like, this is this is this is all back before like we were <clears throat> getting into other stuff. So like, we weren't doing anything stupid. But um, I would say one of the spookiest places um, was, you know, the old movie theater by the old Toys R Us off of Day Street? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait. Is that the one that plays, like, Indian movies now? I think so. Is it, yeah, at the Canyon Springs Marketplace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, play yeah. Indian movies? Last time I Not saw anymore. it. Okay, someone who bought it, ago. they were playing, like, Indian movies, yeah. like, uh-huh. from like, India. Or, like, like, Middle Eastern stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that place is haunted. Really? That's exactly why, like, it always goes out of business. It's because uh, ownership gets like really spooked out. It's like the out. defense against the dark arts teacher. There's Fanta, always a new Fanta teacher. Fanta and Omega Plex. No, well, and <laughs> no, so, and we know that because of like my mom's friend bought that place, and yeah, there's just like a story that goes on when you buy the place, and like, oh yeah, this place is also haunted. Congratulations on purchasing your new movie theater. Ugh. So, <clears throat> um. I'd like to test that theory. If yeah, you yeah. ever, so, so if, you, if you guys ever go to that movie theater, I don't think I'll there's always like there. wooden blocks. There's like several of them because me and my buddies kept breaking into that place. Oh, nice! And, you said that right uh, next to a cop. No, well, like we would always. It's not my jurisdiction. Check. Well, like no, like we <laughs> would always hear like my podcast is going to be used as a background yeah. check. Like, hey, you said this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, and I, th- I, th- I think it was just like echoes of us, but 
Yeah, like, we would be like, hey, wait, hold on. Did you hear that? No. So you just, like, hearing things and your brain starts playing tricks no, well, on you? No, well, like, it was spooky, dude, because we never left the lobby. We would stay in the law lobby. And then yeah, I remember that. It. it was a small lobby. Yeah. Well, it was a spooky lobby, too. It was, like, a fountain in the middle Yeah, abandoned movie theaters, like, inherently and so, spooky. Like, and I remember one time we went there, my buddy went in there by himself to go and unlock another door because he was the only one small enough to fit in through this hole that we made. How'd you make the hole? Don't trip. <laughs> uh, so we, um, he literally went through the lobby, through like all the auditorium, like like past all the auditoriums to get to the last auditorium, through into the auditorium all the way back to the back exit. And then we, we were there and the cops showed up and we freaking just booked it, like boom ganged it. But and he was I, still inside? We're guessing that that place still had the silent alarms at the exits. Uh, it definitely did. Yeah, especially if someone's yeah. owning the building. Yeah. They don't want yeah. anyone getting in there. The Harkins, dude. Theater 6 was haunted. Yeah, the Is Harkins. Is that one of the smaller ones in the back? Yeah. Yeah. The smaller theaters in the back always weird me out because, like, no one ever the goes left. there. Dude, yeah. like, I always see, like, shadows and stuff moving in that when nobody was in there. Really? Yeah. Oh, it creeped me out. Like, because you have to go in there and periodically check to see who's in there? Yeah, and the... The managers who had to like um, change the the reels on on the theater six, like they they said that they always like felt really weird when they had to go to that specific, specific uh, projector. Yeah, movie theaters like for whatever reason are just like oh, well, they do play a lot of demonic movies. So that yeah, they do. They like invite kind of invite spirits. There was one time that we did go and we tried so hard, so hard breaking into get to the upstairs part of the movie theater. Where was, all the projectors are and yeah, stuff? Yeah, because there was one door that was just, it was stronger than the rest. And we're, we're just like, what the heck, dude? So we couldn't it's get to the it. the Barton Mansion. But, oh, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> but Have you seen time, the gallows? It's like the gallows, dude. No, but one time we like went there and the light upstairs. Was on? Was on. So we were just like, crap. Yeah, I would never be caught in there, man. No, nah, dude. That's crazy. The, other, uh, the one last place I wanted. Oh, yeah, dude, we, we would bang on that door so hard and. Yeah, so we grew up next to a place called Redlands, California, which I think if you look online, it's like one of the top like yeah. 20 haunted places in the United States. Yeah, Redlands? Mm. Yeah, it's like an uh, old city, but it's like uh, kind of tucked away from like other cities. But creep- the Barton yeah. Mansion was one place that's really famous for being scary. They've renovated it now, but I don't think I'd still go in there. The other one was, remember, if you instead of when you're going down Santa Mateo Canyon, you turn left to go towards Redlands, but you can go right, and there's that old schoolhouse. Yeah. So the old schoolhouse uh, supposedly some kid was killed there or something like that. And you could like knock on the door. And if you hear knocks back, some weird crap like that, but they now have built like a, a chain link fence around. So you can't get close. Yeah. But David, my younger brother, he went one time and you know, like when those ghost hunters yeah. TV shows started coming out, they would stick cameras in the woods. And they said, if you saw like these flashing wavy f- flying lights around that were just appearing on the camera, like that was ghosts that were yeah. flying around. So it, when they, he, they are, yeah, when David took a picture next to the schoolhouse with his friends, they developed the photo and those like weird, scary, like Photoshop. squiggly lines. <laughs> Photoshop. Oh. The squiggly lines were like appearing behind them. We're like, oh my gosh, there's the ghost. We're flying around the schoolhouse. So, so yeah. there's actually, um, I don't know why. Now, now it's all like starting to come back. So I do work at a psych ward, and there's a lot of spooky stuff that does go on, go on there. Well, the place is freaking old. And yeah, and there's still one building that's been there since the be- beginning. Uh-huh. Early and 1900s, I think. Only staff can stay there, just Ugh. in case like staff infection. <laughs> no, well, like so, just just in case like 
somebody's like doing like a 16 hour shift uh-huh. and they don't want to drive all the way home and come all the way back, you can stay there for like, I think like five or 10 bucks a night. But there are people that said that like when they woke up in the morning, furniture was moved, lights were on, their door to their room was open. Um, people say they've seen people at the windows and they were like like walking up to the building. Yeah, I can't deal with that crap. And they just like, oh crap, heck no, I'm not staying there. I'm just going to go all the way home. Yeah. yeah. And then there was one time I was on a certain u- unit taking a lunch. Uh-huh. This is like around like nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, dude? This this room, like the the AC's kicking in there. Some comfortable couches. I went, laid down, got this terrible just feeling. I was like, dude, what am I doing in here? I gotta get the hell out of here. And so walked like, out. Yeah, and I just walked right right out. I like more so like speed walked out. Yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't spooks, want this man. ghost. You know, I'm about the spooks, on the man. <laughs> Spooky spooks. Uh, was anyone have any other scary stuff? Nah. Cool. Um. So this has been episode fifty three of the John Lyon podcast, and it's technically number two of what it's like to be a police officer. So, um, Dallin Lucas, thanks for uh, telling your scary story. Thank you. Um, Ryan Hansen, thanks for coming. Thank you. I wish you worked up here, but then you probably wouldn't be making as much money. Yeah. And wouldn't have as crazy stories. Yeah. Well, that's some pretty crazy stuff that goes down here in Utah. Yeah. I'll come back on the podcast in a few years with some new stuff. Some meth so, heads yeah. up here in Utah. Isaiah, thanks for telling your uh, spooky stories. Um yeah, so I'll uh, catch you guys next time on the podcast. Peace out. You guys can say bye too if you want. Peace. Late, late. late.